Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPA. Today, along with Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about business planning for 2024. Philip Washington, Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, talking about how to find ways to get more money so you can make more money with Allison Rife Martin, CPA extraordinaire. What's going on? You know, I was thinking um, we should be, or this is since we're now the middle of the month and businesses are working on their budgets, this is a great time to talk about depreciation. Don't you think? I love, I love, I love depreciation. It's, Me too. It's, de- it's depreciating to talk about depreciation. <laughs> I believe I should say, don't quit your day job. Oh my gosh. But I was thinking today would be a good topic to discuss business planning for 2024, knowing that most presumably by now most businesses have already put together their budget for 2024 in terms of financial planning, operations management, staffing, this, that, and the other. But, you know, some final touches that you can put into your budget is how can you maximize tax planning opportunities with respect to your 2024 business budget? And just moving forward to make sure that you're maximizing every tax savings opportunity that's out there. Let's do it. Cause I have a couple <laughs> questions on that. So, I thought the first topic will be, as you said, it's depreciating to talk about depreciation. So (laughs) if your business is looking to do any kind of CapEx, capital expenditures, like as in new equipment, building expansion, vehicles, whatever, um, I know that a lot of us focus on Section 179 depreciation and bonus depreciation um, to, you know, obviously lower our tax bill. As we move into 24, the bonus depreciation, and for those who don't know what bonus depreciation is, as a lot of us know, or as we know. Well, can, can we can we pause for a second before sure. we go there? Oh, sure. Let, let me, can, can we, can because we, we haven't done it in a while. Let's, let's explain what depreciation is. You're right. You're right. right. Because I think some people are like, I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, that's true. You're right. So, and that's my apologies. I was, I was thinking ahead to the exciting part of of what we can take advantage of, but depreciation for a lot of us, when we sit there and think when we buy a car at the car lot and we pay 50,000 bucks and we always hear the minute you cross the line, you know, go take it on the road, the value depreciates by 50%. That means that the useful light value of the, of the vehicle uh, or the asset, whatever you bought, depreciates as in lessens in value mm-hmm. because you've had it for a certain period of time. Well, so accounting and tax rules say that 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 the value of the asset uh, from the time you purchase it over the time period of that you own it will depreciate in value, and you get a certain you get to take advantage of that expense. Mm-hmm. 
meaning so then it so again go back to the idea of the car you, it depreciated you bought it for 50 it it will uh depreciate over five years because that's the useful life so it would depreciate ten thousand dollars a year well tax rules allow us to take advantage of what's called bonus depreciation meaning they give you the benefit of the extra depreciation you can accelerate it you can take full advantage of it in year one as opposed to spreading it out over the useful life of the vehicle why might you want to do that well the obvious reason would be to lower your tax bill because it lowers your net income. So, so, so an example. So, if I if I buy a car for fifty thousand dollars, and I have a hundred thousand of income, I can I can subtract that full purchase with bonus appreciation in the first year. So, I only show fifty grand of income. It used to be in twenty four. They only let you take sixty percent of it, but still, that's a significant deduction. That's thirty thousand dollars right there that you get to depreciate as and in right. Re- and then you take the rest over the lifetime of the right so it's not a required deduction but it's a beneficial deduction to take in year one the trade-off will be you get less deduction less depreciation expense over the rest of the of the business or the useful life of the asset so you have to make a decision is it worth it to take it now or do i spread it out over the value of the business and a lot of times it's worth it to take it now because obviously it'll mean lower taxable income but this year, as we go into 2024, it's you only the bonus depreciation limitation is 60% of the value. So that's just something to keep in mind as you're buying go, buying your capital expenditures like vehicles, business expansion, leasehold improvements, computers, kind of a thing. Something to think about, but it's a good tax planning tool. So, and and, and I and I, I can understand now why you always talk about being on top of your finances because I can imagine a scenario where like. A business owner, maybe this year, they 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 reduced a lot of expenses because money got tight. Maybe they, you know, laid off some people or whatever. Right? This is a way to, you know, uh, help because they're going to be more profitable. So this is a way to help them be less profitable. Maybe maybe next year if that if that were the right. case. Right. Right. So then, so again, it's the trade off. You just kind of figure out what do you expect to happen in the next five years. Maybe it's supposed, you're expecting revenue to go up. Well, then it wouldn't be worth it to take the bonus depreciation this year. Yeah. But again, that's, but that's the whole goes back to your idea of planning. Make sure you've got right members of your team on your team, like a CPA, a wealth advisor and all that to help you think through, think through these things. Cause it can, you know, the goal isn't to reduce, you know, to the goal is to be tax efficient, you know, to make sure the timing of when you take it is right. Got it. Other credits, if we're talking about purchasing, uh, like, say, vehicles, um, if your business has, like, a delivery fleet or, you know, you have salespeople who you buy cars for so that they can go out, you know, obviously conducting business, there are clean vehicle credits that are out there. So, uh, similar to what individuals can get, where if I buy, like, a an energy-efficient, like, an electric, electric vehicle, I can get, uh, you know, depending upon the car, I can get at least a $7,500 tax credit. So those are things, obviously, that would be worth it if you're, you know, if it's the right type of car for the needs of the business, but always uh, take a look at the cars that are out there that for which these credits are eligible. Now, I have a question on that because you pointed out in a previous conversation that sometimes if if you take the credit, you can't take the deduction. So if I were to buy a $50,000 clean energy car for my business, for example. um, 
there may be some caveats around it, but I, I believe that the, the, the vehicle credit, because I, I know what you're, you're referring here to, but I think the credit is in addition to taking nice. the depreciation. So, but just, you know, obviously consult with your CPA as you're buying these things. Don't buy just to buy. Make sure it's, you know, right for the needs of the business. And what are the additional tax benefits you can get on it? Okay. So that, that's a, that, that's a great one. That's an easy one, especially for those who drive, do a lot of uh, driving around for their business. Mm-hmm. Um, in the interest of uh, helping us all want to be, you know, have energy efficient buildings, um, there are energy efficiency credits that we can take advantage of. So say we invest in energy efficient uh, HVAC or electrical ductwork or anything. Just again, make sure you're checking with your CPA um, to make sure you understand, you know, is it beneficial to invest in the in something that's energy efficient? Will it help maximize tax credits for me? And so that's a wonderful thing. The other one you and I were talking about was 401k credits. And that one is right up your alley. So why don't you spend, you tell us more about those. Yeah. So I was, I was learning in a consultation with a client uh, from a third party administrator that there's a, there's a few different credits that, that you're able to get for a 401k plan. Uh, and I'm going to explain it the best way I can, but you get a startup credit that the government offers um, that that will give you a tax credit up to $5,000, I believe. Um, uh, and it's, it's counted towards like the administrative costs, right? Not, not what you give towards uh, matches, matches or whatever. Just right, the, right. Yeah. The administrative costs and the record keeping costs and all that kind of stuff. And so you get a credit for that and you, you, there's also a new rule coming up and this is what I'm more fuzzy about, but my understanding of it check with your team and administrators is for employees that make a hundred thousand or less you get to the you get a credit up to a thousand bucks towards the matching portion of what you give your employees for the 401k plan right and so my question to you on that was do you get the deduction and the credit when they do that so my reading of the rules and again, we, you know, every case is different, but you can't double dip. So yeah. effectively, you can't take the expense and the credit at the same time. There's, again, I think it goes back to the idea of the depreciation, where, which, which one provides the better, the better tax benefit. So again, here's why it's really important to, to discuss, you know, if you're starting up a new 401k plan, obviously you want to take advantage of the credits, but you want to make sure that you do it so that you can, you know, it, is it better to take the credit or the deduction? Make sure that you really walk through and understand how that's going to work. Same with the company match, because I think that's that's going to be a great benefit to a lot of business owners and a lot of incentive to want to get them to, you know, obviously provide for their team by having a 401k. Yeah, no, definitely. So I think that's that to me is probably the most exciting credit because, you know, obviously in the, in the uh, vein of trying to help encourage more savings and planning for retirement, that's a wonderful way to do it. Yeah. Cause yeah. Social security is questionable in my opinion. When you look at the government budget, I'm like, Whoa, sweet, sweet. Yeah, it's going to yeah. <laughs> be a tough one. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So anyway, those were just some credits I was thinking about. And that's a, another way to refine your budget and then just always check in with it like at least once a quarter to see, you know, are you still being able to take advantage of those? Sounds good. Let everybody know how they can reach you if they want to talk with somebody to help them wade through navigating all of these options um, that you have to save money uh, in taxes. So you can reach me at my, <clears throat> excuse me, my website, rifemartincpa.com, or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com. And I'd love to talk about this topic with you at any time. Thanks, Allison. Have a great day. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only. and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.